Welcome to the Avengers Podcast, where we assemble weekly to binge the MCU and all things nerd, old and new. You can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Avengers Podcast. That is one word, ladies and gentlemen, A-B-I-N-G-E-R-S Podcast. Give us a like, a comment, and let us know what you think of the show. But I'm just one of your hosts, Brandon. I can't do this alone. Emmy, how the hell are you doing? I'm a little bit to the left, to the left. Everything you own in the box to the left. That's what I was singing before you unmuted me. I should have left you muted. Keith, how are you doing? <laughs> I'm good. I'm I'm moving from the right over to the left as we speak just to join Emmy. Oh, yeah. well, this is, this is this is nice. Guys, we are bonus episode uh, Dungeons and Dragons Honor Among Thieves. Guys, we're here reviewing it. Spoiler alert, just in case you haven't seen it, we are going to dive deep into Dungeons and Dragons Honor's honor among thieves but you know what thieves what do they do they steal is that is that what they do do they steal I, yeah I, well i think that's the definition well three people stole our hearts because we have three new <gasps> patrons this month and i'm finally gonna shout them out so we Gosh. have taryn tam steven wolf and yasmin queros guys thank you so much patreon.com forward slash avengers podcast and thank you three for supporting our show this month you guys are phenomenal. Thank you guys so much. Bienvenido a la bandera. <laughs> what it, what I mean, it, that means welcome to the flag. Okay, good. Well, there's there's the Avengers flag. We we wave it proud. Uh, I don't speak Japanese. <laughs> yeah, don't listen to her Japanese. We just we don't know. Anyway, uh, but yes, we are here reviewing Dungeons and Dragons: Honor Among Thieves. If you have not watched this movie. Stop listening now. We are going to spoil it. So here's your spoiler alert. Stop. Leave. Come back when you've watched it. Hammer time. Hammer time. Okay. We're <laughs> going to spoil it now. All right. So Dungeons and Dragons Honor Among Thieves. Guys, I saw this movie in the theater a couple of weeks ago. Uh, Emmy, you saw it Tuesday. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Keith, when when did you watch this? I think it was last Tuesday. Last um, Tuesday. Tuesday before last, I mean, is what I think I mean. Yeah. With my Dungeons and Dragons guild, which was awesome. Oh. Everybody but the dungeon master was able to come, which oh, sucks. But that does suck. Yeah. But that's awesome. Keith. That le- is really awesome. Lead us off, yeah. man. What did you think of this movie? I was so incredibly excited that this movie by the, the the few the like maybe one trailer that i watched got me hyped up enough to really believe that this one could be a good one and then we went and saw it and my expectations were met if anything they might have been uh what's the word uh exe- exceeded they they might have exceeded my expectations am i getting into my mic too much no no it sounds um, great it sounds okay, when you're cool. this close it sounds really really great very sick good. i'm gonna keep doing it um <laughs> This this movie is awesome. It's it 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 checks all the boxes. It it has a knockout cast of people that I've loved and everything else they've done. Really, like like it made me re fall in love with Michelle Rodriguez, which I I didn't I didn't see coming at all. I was just like, oh, she's in this. That's cool. And then I was like, oh my god, she's great. <laughs> she's so great in this. <laughs> um, yeah, and and it's uh, some people. I saw some people complaining online about the CGI in this, but I really didn't think if you're gonna complain, if you're not gonna complain about Thor Love and Thunder and the CGI and that shit but you're going to complain about this movie which half and half kind of does like practical effects and computer I was like good lord just give them a break Uh, this movie was a blast 
Awesome. Awesome. Well, good take there, Keith. Uh, Emmy, you saw this a couple of days ago. What did you think of Dungeons and Dragons Honor Among Thieves? Yeah, I saw it. I saw it in the theater. Mm, yeah, it had it had subtitles in Spanish. Mm. Good thing I'm fluent. <laughs> yep. That's how you learn the word flag. All right. Good, yep. <laughs> good deal. Um, I will start off by saying I was not the audience for this movie. I don't know. I don't know why I wanted to see it so bad. And when it started, I was just kind of like, oh, what am I doing? But I had a fucking great time. Nice. I don't have the room in my brain to learn any more fictional places or peoples mm. or I can't. I can't do it anymore. So honestly, like they were going to the flippity flop and the yeah. they, you know, we're gonna save the flute flop from the bloop flop. Like it's all <laughs> gibberish. I don't have any words for any of those things. No clue. I didn't try to even do a glossary like I did with uh the first Thor when we were going back through our MCU and review days. Mm-hmm. Um but the humor was perfect, it was entertaining, I liked the action. I I really I really did enjoy it. Well said, good stuff. I was worried about you for a second when you started there, um, but I I <laughs> agree with both of you. This movie is incredibly charming. Um, I think that's led by Chris Pine. I think Chris Pine's performance yeah. feels so genuine, and it feels just so. I don't know. He doesn't have to try. It doesn't even feel like he's trying. It just feels like, oh, it's Chris Pine. He's just, you know, he's a fantastic actor. And with that, you know, where it's it's an honest thief. You kind of kind of fall for the guy. You're like, oh, okay, an honest thief. At least he recognizes it. And um, yeah, yeah I, I really did. I honestly really enjoyed this movie quite a bit. I thought the relationship between him and Holga, uh, played by Michelle Rodriguez, uh, you mm-hmm. know, even like Doric, which is Sophia Lillis out of nowhere just turns into what an owl bear. I can't remember what it was, but the holy shit, it was like watching the incredible Hulk beat some shit down out of nowhere too. <laughs> it was, it was a lot of weird things uh, that I really, really loved. Simon played by uh, justice Smith really, really liked Simon's character. I, I don't know. There, these characters in such a short amount of time, you feel gravitated towards them. You feel something for each character along the way, some more than others, but I was shocked how well they made me care. Like even towards the end of the movie, I was like, Oh, this was, this was a fun movie. And then at the end, I'm like, Oh, why the fuck do I have a lump in my throat? What is happening? Like, I, (laughs) I think that's a testament to good storytelling. And that's to me, I'm kind of in Emmy's camp. It was a lot of floop de floops and a lot of the lerp de derps. And I was like, Oh, cool. I, I didn't care about any of that. It was the characters, their journey, what they were searching for and why they were searching for it. It, that's what meant the most to me, and it, it really, really resonated. It it just is a great film. I hope it makes enough money that we see a second one because it's it's worth continuing on. This came out of left field in the best possible way. Highly, highly recommend Dungeons and Dragons: Honor Among Thieves because for such a for such a brand new cast of characters, what a family they presented, and what a bond and you know, hilarious and fun new world that we can explore together. So yeah, good stuff. Can I, can I give a hot take? Yes. Cocaine bear was better. You really like <laughs> cocaine bear. I really did like cocaine. Bear. I'm, I'm going to disagree. Yeah. I like this one more. I like that. 
I also have to disagree, unfortunately. I, I did see Cocaine Bear, and I know what you're talking about. I know there's great things about Cocaine Bear, but this one just spoke to me more. Yep. I, I completely understand that. Like I said, I don't think that I was the audience for this movie. Um, <laughs> and I, I don't even think it's really fair to pit them against each other because they're so they're yeah. they're just yeah. different beasts. Yeah. yeah. But that's so. that's where my brain went was that I'd rather watch Cocaine Bear again than this again. But like, it's not that I wouldn't want to watch this again. It's just given the option. You just came out of nowhere, like, "Hey, by the way, Cocaine Bear, fucking a, I'd watch that over this movie." <laughs> <laughs> like you, I just feel like you want to talk about Cocaine Bear every week. I feel like that's my metric for movies. Now. <laughs> yeah, it's not. Is it, is it higher than or below Cocaine Bear? <laughs> it's not Rotten Tomato score anymore. It's would I watch it over Cocaine Bear? No, yeah. no, no, no. Let's make that a segment every single week. Would you watch it? <laughs> I gotta hear that. Where every does time. it fall on the Cocaine Bear scale? <laughs> It's just I I think I was just so shocked by how much I liked Cocaine Bear <laughs> that it just really like left it really imprinted on me. There's gonna be people that watch Cocaine Bear and be like, "What the fuck is she so crazy about?" This is I mean, it's it's okay, it's serviceable. It delighted you, yeah, yeah. Well, Amy, really uh, Amy, I think the next way, but now that we've gotten to our Cocaine Bear scale, we're gonna, <laughs> we're, gonna we're gonna get to our Rotten Tomatoes. So uh, I know you're gonna ask us to guess. I do not know this at all. But I know it has to be high. Um, 85%. I always guess critics, for the record. Because <laughs> audiences mm. are so fucking jaded sometimes. So I don't like guessing them. Critics may be the same, but still. 85%. Uh, I want to get... You, you don't even bother guessing audiences? No, like, because no, sometimes, no offense, but sometimes they jump in and they're like, oh, I don't like what fucking Brie Larson said, so 40%. Like, I don't know. <laughs> Some actor may have pissed off one group of sh- douchebags and they could have rated something really mm-hmm. low. So to me, I, no offense, but the audience scores are always just a grain of salt for me. Fair, fair. I am going to guess that critics might be at a 90 and I'm going to go throw in audiences might be at a 95. Oh, brave I'm man. Hoping. Brave Sorry. man. Bringing, that, bringing out the nines. Okay. Critics gave it a 90%. Wow. Ooh. Okay, Keith. All right, man. Audiences Shit. gave it a 95 free oh 90 free 90 free that's good you asshole with your little f set free 90 free percent um i am that bitch gave it a 7.6 oh no, that's actually pretty high for imdb yeah. mm, we've seen eights before <laughs> you, uh, of course we've always seen higher <laughs> but it's still high uh, 95% of Google users like this movie. It did not have a working title that I could find. Can can we also keep in mind that Cocaine Bear, 67% by critics on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> and 71... they don't know how to find. <laughs> 71%. She's also speaking to you, audiences. Because 71% audience score for Cocaine Bear. And I love Emmy's like, 90%, 93%. Yeah, it's good. It ain't no 67% Cocaine Bear, though. It's, it's not... <laughs> 
<laughs> Listen, the cocaine bear is completely separate from Rotten Tomatoes. Okay? <laughs> it is. Yeah, it true. Is, it lives outside that that realm of great. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It is like floated into scale. It's floated into this abyss where it just is heavenly and nothing can touch it. It's the divine <laughs> movie. Oh, uh, anyway, uh, good deal. So that is that is awesome. So, uh, <laughs> what are your favorite movies? Oh, I love Iron Man two and Cocaine Bear. <laughs> <laughs> And, like, date wow. over. and they're like, oh, God, I never want to listen to her talk about movies. Oh, I have a podcast, too, about movies. <laughs> all I do is give my opinion about movies. Uh, all right. Well, that's, I mean, you, that's... you mentioned that um, you had you had uh, too many things to memorize, too many names of places, names of spells, monsters, whatever. I, I am absolutely that character when I play D&D. I am the bard character that Chris Pine was playing yeah, in okay. our group. Um, I do not bring out my loot very often because I don't want them to expect some kind of improvised song on the spot. So I, <laughs> but I do, I do just kind of go along for the ride, try to crack wise and I memorize nothing. And I'm sure it gets on our DMs, uh, uh, nerves a little, but by for the, the most way, part, I think he enjoys the the tension breakers that I'll throw in. But by the, <laughs> by the way, that's not direct message. That is dungeon master. So uh, when you're playing mm. when you're playing D anD D and you're talking about DMs, no, you're not about yeah. to slide. When I into slip one. into my DM. I'm talking about something entirely different. <laughs> he's, he's asked me to step back. <laughs> And now there's a restraining order. It's really ridiculous, honestly. Yeah. It's... I've got an RO for my DM. Yes. <laughs> I was like, RO. You have to <laughs> think about it. I can see. I got it. it. I got it. Sorry, I was thinking about Cocaine Bear. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Good deal. So, like, the main plot really, like, Kira, hey, we need to get you out of here. <laughs> oh, we also need to break out of this prison because we were caught in prison too. And uh, by the way, <laughs> the fact that we're like, we were going to pardon you. And he's like, peace out, bitches. Yeah. Like, I love that part. I thought that was great. Uh, and then I Oh my God. Jarnathan. Jarnathan. The bird man. Jarnathan, yeah. Wonderful. Was hilarious. Like, yeah. just them waiting for him. To, they really wished he would show up for this hearing. Mm-hmm. He's the only winged one. And then finally, he just they just completely annihilate Jonathan. I, I genuinely was like, oh, they must have paid off Jonathan or Jonathan. He's made amends with Jonathan. He's made an impression on him. No, shove him out the fucking window and use him as like a human landing cushion. Where yeah, they just, tight. Yeah. They say, fly, bird, fly. <laughs> <laughs> finally, he takes up. Right? Yeah. And, and they get to Kira and Kira's all like, oh, by the way, the, Chris Pine's character, he says this whole backstory and it's actually meaningfully done. You know, yeah, I agree with that. I love when he talks about, oh my God, baby Kira, what a cutie, just like in how much he took that responsibility of having a daughter. And then obviously, mm-hmm. gosh, uh, you know, what happens when you, you know, betray, what was it like the red wizards or what were they called? Yeah. Yeah. Red, yeah the red oh, wizards. Were they? Yeah. The red and the, the Harpers was the, the group of uh, the guild that he was a part of, which were like, thieves but also ones that are like looking out for the realm so i don't know it's it's he he betrayed his his own kind the harpers mm-hmm. and, yeah. uh, and horrible. oh because he took the the cursed gold yeah and that's how they tracked him and yeah okay 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 yeah i just in my head he was robin hood mm-hmm that's mm. what I called him because I don't remember his actual name. No, yeah, that's it. It was Robin Hood. You're <laughs> and exactly. then Michelle Rodriguez is Valkyrie. Holga. I'm sorry. Okay, yes, Valkyrie. Yeah. 
Um, but like with the Red Wizard, I love how though he gives that backstory and obviously loses his wife, and you can tell there's remorse that he's feeling a hundred percent. But also, there's a mm-hmm. flashback later on in the movie, which I am going to say this movie gave me every hint in the fucking book, and I still didn't put it together. Like it was like. If you love something, let it go. And I'm like, yeah, let it go. But you're going to fight and get it back, aren't you, dude? Like, that was it. Like, I totally (laughs) disregarded it. And so when Holga obviously goes through it, I'm like, oh, oh, I'm such a dumbass. Like, that's really what I was thinking in that moment. But also, that's I got choked up. I wasn't ready for it because Mm -hmm. Holga helped raise Kira. Raise Kira. And it was, it's just a family. No, they're not romantic. It doesn't have to be. Just a fucking family of three people. Fucking loved it. There were two things specifically about that that I loved. One, they did not make it a romance between him and Holga in mm-hmm, the end because mm-hmm. he did love his wife. And he even admits to Kira or he tries to admit to Kira that when he was trying to bring back his wife or her mother, he was actually just trying to bring it back his wife. Yes. And if you knew yes. her the way that I knew her, it'd be different. I thought that was the right thing to do. But but then the, I think it's Zank, um, the paladin character that joins them for a while, mentions the idea of bringing her back from this afterlife that she's been she's been living in for all these years might be the wrong move because she's now probably created a new happiness in that world because there are so many afterlife worlds and when he said that i was like they can only use this fucker once (laughs) they're not gonna waste it on her i was i was uh yeah i was not even bothered by knowing it was gonna happen but i did have a feeling that they were gonna save holga at some point instead and well yeah it made me happy well said emmy what are you thinking i when dude said that about her creating her own happiness in the afterlife, it reminded me of the tale of three brothers from Harry Potter and the deathly hallows part one. Oh. When they talk about yeah. the, the, they had the, the wand that the brother got killed for. They had the uh, resurrection stone where the guy brought his, his love back and she was so unhappy that she mm. died again. And then he ended up also not making it, I think, from self-inflicted things. And then the guy who had the invisibility cloak that just, like, lived his life invisible to death. <laughs> That's but, right. yeah, that was the the second brother that was, like, that was, like, the big, like... It ended up being, a, like, a selfish move to, like, bring her back just for yeah. for him, in a way. And that's him. that scene brought me back like big red alarm bells. Just that's <laughs> that's what would happen, I think, if you brought somebody back who's been gone for that long. But also, they they experiment with that on on one season of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Oh, deep my cut. God! Um, when Buffy dies at the end of I want to say season five, and then spoiler they bring her alert, back from man. Jesus. Sorry, guys. Sorry. Spoiler alert. Uh, watch Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I was on season four, old. episode eight. <laughs> Thanks, Dick. Well, uh, don't worry. She gets brought back. And, oh. uh, <laughs> but she she existed for like time works different. And they find out that she wasn't all of her friends who thought they were doing the right thing, thinking that she was in hell, actually were bringing her back from heaven. And she had lived there like lifetimes in heaven and so she was really shook and not grateful for them bringing her back and they didn't know why that she was acting so standoffish and she just admits eventually that she was done fighting she was in heaven she didn't have to come back and do it and then they ripped her from heaven and it's like yeah that's a pretty cool concept for a for a show by it's by uh, what's his face oh my god i just realized (laughs) half of the universe in infinity war are pissed off at fucking tony, <laughs> at tony stark <laughs> holy shit like hey oh no no hulk actually brought him back sorry uh yeah yeah 
fucked up, Bruce. Yeah, really, dude. Holy, uh, but I love that. I love that it's not just a quick, hey, come back, you're happy, now you're with us, okay, bye. Like, it yeah. is selfish to think about it. It is mm-hmm. selfish to mm-hmm. bring them back. It's not just a quick, hey, come on, you know, I don't know. Yeah. Have you guys read The Monkeys, Paul? Uh, I did like, um, the, the, hey, hey, we're the monkeys. There's no more monkey around. Yeah, I was, <laughs> I was a big fan of uh, Davy Jones. I thought he was really, really cute back in the '60s, but then I ultimately mm. grew out of it. I'm more, more of a fan of his locker. Um, so, <laughs> oh, nice. No, the <laughs> that's what I called it when I put it in my mouth. Ooh, <laughs> good yeah. lord! Uh-huh. His drumstick. Uh, ah, he didn't play the drums, but I sure beat on him. If you know what I mean. Yeah. Like that t- tickle, tickle sounds like we need to call the cops. Oh, no, no, no. It was mutual. We were good. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Don't no, kink okay. shame, Emmy. Come on now. I'm not. All right. I, I mean, oh, it like was essential. Should... You're fine. Okay, thank you. Um, So, The Monkey's Pot, we read it last year in eighth grade. We've read it in this year, eighth grade. But it's, uh, so, uh, guy comes back from a uh, trip abroad. He brings back a monkey's paw. You make a wish. And then it it comes true but it has unfortunate side effects and so the the dad's like or the mom whoever is like fucking around and they're like oh i wish that i had two hundred dollars and then uh the next day their son goes to a factory and is like crushed by a machine like mangled by a machine holy and the life insurance this was written a long time ago so it's like she kind of wished for like forty thousand dollars and so the life insurance policy comes back and it's $40,000 that they get that she wow. had wished for. And then she wishes again. <gasps> and I think after, after, after the, her. after the first one, I'd say I'm, I'm out. Mm-hmm. I think I would. She wishes, she wishes her son to be back alive. Oh no. And then the, the, the wife and the, the husband are like sitting at home and they hear knocking on the door. And like the, the husband takes it. Like he kind of like puts it together. Like, the son is back to life, but he's still mangled. We think, I don't know. It's, it, oh. it gets really like, and then he wishes for it to go away. It's, it's a really good, y'all should read the monkey's paw. And also, That's, sorry, I spoiled it. That was inspired by an episode of Simpsons Treehouse of horrors. I think, right. Was it, was That's it? They got the idea hey, from. Yeah. You know what? That's what my kids said too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, eighth graders. I have the same. There it is. There it is. Uh, <laughs> well, I don't know. I still feel like that was such a pre-med, like a such a hey, Holga's coming back, and I swear it still hit me. I don't know if you guys got it. Yeah. I did. I and the I fact, emotional, yeah. The fact that well she, acted, the and when thing. she came back, and she's like, "You didn't waste that on me, did you?" Like, yeah, just like yeah. that line. I'm like, you really don't think you're worth saving, and that makes you worth every fucking bit of saving. You know, like you yeah. are just. She and yeah. and fucking Michelle Rodriguez plays it so well. By the way, Bradley Cooper, her ex. You think Bradley Cooper, <laughs> Michelle Rodriguez? That's that's just going to be a gorgeous couple. It is. Don't get me wrong, but short kings, man. I'm telling you. Oh you, you man, feel that her. scene made Wait. Katie laugh so hard. Yeah, the whole the whole Bradley Cooper cameo. Oh, it was oh, so I, good. I for a second I was like, wait a minute, but no. Okay, I had I did have to go back because I think my theater didn't have the best quality. Yeah, of so course. I didn't yeah. catch it the first time. Mm, okay, yeah, <laughs> it's amazing. So I had to go back into the theater and be like, what's that? <laughs> 
Yeah. Yeah. Can you replay the exact this part? right time? Yeah. 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 No, the subtitles <laughs> no, are went, fine. I just needed a little bit. You clearer. turned down the Spanish. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, uh, I had I gr- to go into a different theater and time it perfectly so that I could just see <laughs> that scene. I grew up watching Michelle Rodriguez and things like the first Resident Evil movie and like Lost. And she always plays these real asshole characters, but she's so good at it. And for her to be playing a character that is so lovable and yet f- and funny uh, was my favorite. Th- Some of the best joke lines landed because Mich- mm-hmm. Michelle Rodriguez was saying them in her like barbarian just just one track mind kind of way it's very, and it's very yeah. drax like it's very drax like yes yes you know yes I mean? yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah she gave me drax vibes in all the best ways like not yeah. like a rip off but just a very uh, oh, one, yeah, yeah. linear thinking like yeah yeah almost i wouldn't say emotionless but close to it yeah yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, and if she has any emotions, she as a barbarian has been raised to suppress, them suppress, suppress it, and yeah, and, and, I, and the fact that she does a lot of her own stunts as a as a woman in her forties. I, I mean, don't get me wrong; I have huge respect for anybody who does their own stunts, but when women do it in movies, it is such a huge because it's been such a boys' club action movies for so long to see women, especially ones in their fucking 40s like Charlize Theron and like Michelle Rodriguez do majority of their own stunts. It's so awesome. So I just, yeah, huge, huge praise to her. And I think that's also when she, because she is so her just one track mind and very emotionless. She was very emotional at that last party. Like, yeah, you didn't waste. And she Mm -hmm. hugs them and embraces them. And that's also, there's the emotion. There it is pouring out, and Kira, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it, it just it's it's there. Like Kira's, like, even when Kira nods at, yeah, it's funny. I don't even remember Chris Pine's character, Ed Edgen or Ed Ed. Ed Gitt- well, you just call him Ed. Yeah, but Robin like, Hood. Re- okay, Robin Hood. Excuse me, but when Kira <laughs> nods at Robin Hood, like when it's like, should I say? It? She's like, yes, this is the right call. Like you know, like ugh, how beautiful. Fuck. Anyway, good. Good fucking storytelling. Two hours. Yeah. I gave a shit. And I love that. I love when a movie can fucking do that. And it's it's yeah. it's just oh, anyway. Sorry. I Holga, definitely MVP of this movie for me. Sorry, Amy. What you got? For sure. Oh, I, I think I agree. First of all, um, I love that she was the tough, like ass kicker. Oh god, yeah. And mm-hmm. that uh Chris Pine, Robin Hood was just kind of you know, he was the plan Terrible guy. At that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he was the plan guy. And uh, uh, what's her face called it out and was like, cool. So you make plans that fail. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, what, what happens when you're. Yeah. Yeah. So you've done the plan already. So how are you of use to us? Well, I mean, if that plan fails, I'll come up with another plan. So you make plans that fail. <laughs> That's oh, a yeah, really yeah. good. Back and forth. Really good. <laughs> really good. Yeah, good. And writing. I just, I really appreciated yeah. the. Uh, and I, I'm not sure because I'm not a dungeon dungeons and dragons person, but I do think that it can be seen at least as a male dominated space. And the fact that they made the movie much more female forward was a big plus for me that they made the, the females, uh, more forefront and they fought just as hard, if not harder than the male counterparts. Um, Hell yeah. My other point was going to be Michelle Rodriguez will forever be in Fast Five for me. Not Fast Five. 
the one before the that fast fast, fast, fast four and, that I think whole it's just called fast and furious i think it, i think it's four fast four furious is what it was called <laughs> four four <laughs> it's just called four four whichever whichever <laughs> ones that i've seen i that character it, it's and this is not a diss on her at all i just i see that her as that character regardless of who she plays and so it was sure. like this is uh fast and the furious barbarian <laughs> fast barbarian yeah, yeah. I, well, she plays I that part so well that. it's like yeah. yeah why not especially when she came back and had an amnesia in fast six or furious six i don't know what the fuck they yeah i didn't one, i didn't i haven't watched well, that one well, it's funny i haven't watched fast fast yeah. five when actually i watched it with brandon 1700 years ago mm-hmm. whenever it came out <laughs> yeah nice yeah i i do remember that uh renee still gives me shit because i saw it with my friends and not her so yeah um so that oh was, my god that's when you guys first started dating too. oh yeah like, that was like she, she 10 years later still gives me shit for it still like oh yeah you saw fast <laughs> five without me i'm like it's fucking fast and furious and by the way the movie sucked and she's like yeah but you saw it without me i mean i just was like anyway but like I, there was oh, a lot the fifth one is where they started picking up again just kidding that's yeah Oh, really? No. I thought they really did because no. I watched I watched That's... one and then two and then Tokyo Drift and then I watched five and I haven't watched a single one since. Oh god. Yeah, they 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 added a shit ton of people in five uh, and going forward like like The Rock, John Jason Cena. Statham, John Cena's now in them. J- Jason Momoa is going to be in the next one. Uh, yeah, it's just it's fast X. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> fast <laughs> X. Well, it's just like, and then they like to spin off like Hobbs and Shaw, and like there's just like <laughs> it's like this the fast cinematic universe. It's like I don't know. It just no, it's when it was just about fast cars and all that cool fun shit. Uh, cool, but then it's like superhero levels where they like literally clip onto this one hook, dangle across, and they go and like he's like the whole time all this crazy shit's happening and he's flying through midair. He's like fasten your seatbelt. It's like what? Fuck off! No, honestly, I I, I commend them for such stupid uh plots because they started making fun of themselves eventually because tyree i think i brought this up in the po- i feel like i brought this up on the podcast before but the tyrese gibson's character gets to basically think that he's immortal in the most recent one that came out because <laughs> he's like the bumbling idiot that still doesn't get shot or hurt or anything and he's just like I can't die. <laughs> like he just oh thinks that he God. can't That's die the whole movie. They're aware. And it's a nice little arc for him. Their <laughs> characters are yeah. self-aware of the ridiculousness. <laughs> I actually love that. That actually makes me respect it a lot more. Okay, sorry. Yeah. But- <laughs> Y'all want to feel old? Uh, no, but yes, let's do it. Okay. Sure. In the first movie, they're stealing TVs that have the, like the tubes in the back. <laughs> Rear projection televisions, yeah. like the oh, like I the I yeah, miss lifting the those big old fat ones. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Man, yeah. Not flat, not flat screens. Fat, fat screens. Yeah, fat screens. <laughs> yeah. Deep screens. That's what we used to call them. You get flat TVs today. We used to call those them fat. T- yeah, <laughs> those TVs are caked up. Yeah, <laughs> on a Thursday. <laughs> oh my God, it is Thursday. It is Thursday. What? What? When did it become Thursday? I don't know. I, I thought all day today it was Friday, so uh, hopefully <laughs> they will forgive me if I think tomorrow's Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> 
You, you want to know what yeah. love is? Love is when your wife comes in while you're in the middle of a podcast to make an exchange. If I can have your last beer, you can have the last two pieces of pizza. And I was like, okay, sounds great. So anyway, we just, ex- <laughs> we literally had a black market exchange. Uh, she gets, she gets my last beer. And uh, so, Aww. yeah, but I get two pieces of pizza. So uh, who made out for the better nice. deal? <laughs> Renee, I did. Enjoy your beer. <laughs> that feeling will be gone in an hour. <laughs> but pizza will last me a lifetime. <laughs> Yeah, hunger doesn't work the same way as thirst. (laughs) (laughs) A minute on the lips, forever on the hips. Wait, what? Ooh, a a A minute minute on the that right on my thighs. Why am I strangely horny now? This is weird. I didn't. I don't like that saying though, because it's like a minute. A minute on the lips, forever on the hips. It's like to shame people into not eating. Mostly women to not eating. Or eating Fuck that. what they want because then you'll gain weight and then you'll be undesirable. To, uh, uh, woo. Wow. Hello, mouth. Wow. Hi. Hello, mouth. My brain, please. <laughs> uh, and is, then you'll yeah. be undesirable to men okay. and or mm. whatever you're attracted to. Mm. Oh, I it just... has been clinically proven that <laughs> shaming does not curb people's appetites or, or diets or anything like that. Shame does not work. No. It's, it's very bad for you. No. Don't, yep. No. No yeah, shame. Don't do that. Twice now. All, all cap. No <laughs> shame. Wait, no. Emmy, are you okay? Are you having a stroke tonight? Is, is everything all right? You know, I, I told you, testing started. I am, my my brain capacity right now is like, I'm running at like maybe 5%. All right. At, uh, at my best. Man. This so is- life has uh, cast a spell on you called fucketh your shitteth. Mm. And uh, your whole brain is on the on the curb right now. It's mm. not even yeah. way to bring us back, yeah. Keith. Uh, in addition, <laughs> I, I do want to talk about this one character, uh, Zinc. I believe is his name. It's uh, yeah. yeah. Oh my god, how He's incredible! How pure and how annoying he is. <laughs> and like <laughs> and like Robin Hood just totally calls him out for it all the time. I'm like God, I fucking hate this guy. Like, but he's such a yeah. good person like but we all yeah. know the type you're so damn cool and perfect and why i hate you uh anyway that uh, is a very common that is a very common thing for the paladin characters to uh how they act and i'm very glad that they called them out for that i also just love that he's not a permanent fixture in their team i like that he's just dips in dips out mm-hmm. and you don't see him like save the day at the end i'd be pissed off if he just like yeah he meets mm-hmm. up with hugh grant's character at the end but it's like he didn't come to the arena and like save them all. It's like I would be pissed if that happened because it, it built the team that we knew and we're just getting to know them as it is. It's just four people. I don't need a fifth person to. He had a great moment and I'm glad he walked away and rocked, walked right over that boulder. <laughs> I love when he's like, he's walking straight. Is he going to continue? There's a boulder. Let's make a bed. Is he going to keep? Oh, yep. He just walked right over. <laughs> like, God. And it's so good. Humor. Yeah, yeah. Humor. I know we've talked about it, but the humor definitely hits as well. Oh, my God. When you have yeah. heart, humor, and yeah. And honestly, the practical effects. I I could look past the CG. I know the CG is not perfect. To me, when you have like big budget movies making CG, it's it's to me, I'm a little bit more critical. It's just fair mm-hmm. enough. I'm going to be more critical to higher budget films for that reason. And don't get me wrong. I know this is not a super low budget, but it's not like Disney is making this movie. <laughs> so uh, yeah, yeah. it's not like the number one studio is making this movie. This is a smaller, you know, yet I, I was able because and also when you get me so engrossed in what you're telling me, I I can forgive a lot. Like to me, yeah, story trumps all. 
you know, it's when you mm-hmm. have kind of a little shaky story, then my critical eye comes out for a lot of different things. And so, yeah, I don't know. I mean, CG didn't get great until maybe the latter, like 2000s, it started to get better and better. And we mm-hmm. still still see improvements and flaws all the time. But like the movies, you don't care if their CG is bad from those years, even when CG was just starting. Mm-hmm. The The reason you don't care about the CGI is because the story is so damn encapsulating. Well, it's said. Just, well it said. doesn't matter. It doesn't need to matter. Mighty yeah. Morphin Power Rangers, the movie, 1995. Seriously, one of the best stories <laughs> I ever watched. I could look right past the CG. If you listen to our review, <laughs> patreon.com forward slash Avengers podcast, you know I don't make fun of the CG one bit. It's uh, it's absolutely Teenagers. <laughs> What's that smell? <laughs> What's that odious stench? <laughs> That's what I say when I walk out of the bathroom. Anyway, Emmy, sorry. Hi. You're just going to gloss over what's his name and not ask my opinion? No, I was asking. Zink? Um, what? Is that his name? Yes. Yeah. Or fl- okay. Flipty Flip. Yeah. Okay. Renee Jean Page is fucking fine as hell. Oh <laughs> my god. This is I love that man. So what the- did you know him from before this? Was he in Bridgerton or something? He was in Bridgerton. <laughs> and and the Sandman and the Gray Man and the Harrowing. Okay, now I'm just reading his fucking no. IMDb, but still. Yeah, I was gonna say yeah, no, Bridgerton. it's just Bridgerton. <laughs> That's all she knows is Bridgerton. So were you I watched I watched Bridgerton. Whenever we, so in 20, the 2020, 2021 school year, um, we had to go virtual uh, a little bit before Thanksgiving and a little bit before Christmas break. And so I had a little bit of extra plan time and I watched all of Bridgerton (laughs) during my plan time. And I knew that my co-teacher was also watching Bridgerton. (laughs) And so we'd get back and we would like, call each other on the phone or something so that the kids couldn't hear us while they were doing the warm-up and it's like oh my god did you watch episode seven? Oh my god did you see renee jean page's butt is it renee oh my god. is it renee or Re- I, th- I thought it was r-e-j Reg- 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 th- yeah but it could be renee Reg- oh she's yeah renee jean page it's jean yeah. page is at least the end of it oh yeah, I, I it okay well names, I know, names matter i know but he's he a- is also <laughs> Fine as fucking hell. Okay, I know he's fine. What did you think of the character Zink? I uh, he was fine as hell. Okay, well that's thank you. I'm glad we asked. I'm glad. <laughs> no, uh, I agree. <laughs> I agree with Keith. Like I like that he was in and then out, mm-hmm. and he was just that perfect, like like the absolute epitome of the perfect. Just yeah. I'm I'm. This is me, and I'm I'm gonna. <laughs> do everything to make Chris Pine look bad and mm-hmm. not, not look bad, but not intentionally though. We mm-hmm. not even weak, but just, yeah. Like, I don't think it, yeah. Like the fact that it wasn't intentional was also funny. It was like, yeah, he's yeah. not, he, to me the whole time I'm watching, I'm like, God, I hate this guy, but he's so good. He's so good. Mm-hmm. Like I, I felt I was living vicariously through Chris Pine, Robin hood. Um, in addition to Justice <laughs> Smith being Simon, the magic, the, oh my God, the, yeah. the trying to get better at magic. Oh, you know, like how he was not a perfect was it sorcerer. He was trying to be a sorcerer or yep. yeah. So he was the fact that I like that. I like that. It was a struggling sorcerer who was really just a con man trying to make money, trying to quickly, you know, and then he gets ousted and the whole time it's, it's about finding your courage, finding confidence in what you're doing. And 
I I loved his arc, honestly. Like when he put on the helmet mm-hmm. over and over and over and just kept that's to me one of the most fascinating arcs of the entire movie is he had no right to be good or great and he kept pushing anyway and he kept honing his craft and there's something really really charming about that and you know because a lot of these people are sure of themselves i think all the other three characters know what they bring to the table and bring it really really strong he was constantly Mm -hmm. put in very rough positions to perform and to make hey we need this from you you've got to do this and he came out better for it and you see he but he's still that charming lovable character even at the end but with a lot more experience on his on his shoulders at the end which i liked i really did same yeah i think it's really interesting that we are doing dungeons and dragons and mighty Morphin power rangers once and always yep because I feel like there's so many similarities between the mm-hmm. two that, like, I don't think I would have caught had I not watched both of them and reviewed both of them in the same week. Oh, okay, cool. Well, if you can, without spoilers, what do you? What similarities are you talking about or referring to? Like, I feel like like Simon and M- Min. Yeah, Min. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, and between uh. Like Billy and Robin Hood. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. That's yeah. that's actually fair. <laughs> I agree. I, there, there have been just a couple times that I'm like, wait, which movie am I talking about? Yeah. And like, what? <laughs> no, it's like it's almost it's it's odd how closely connected those they the plots are at least. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. Well, and even even like <laughs> the CGI and the practical, like, <laughs> I mean, it it's. It's, what I'm going to say about that is similar. Yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> tune into yeah. the Power Rangers review if you haven't already. But that's. Uh, they're, they're both team building movies for sure. Yeah. And, and people who have yes. to prove themselves and still learn lessons no matter how they, good they are. Maybe just uh, the same review twice. We we may just edit this movie and I'll just put in like keywords from the Power Rangers and literally edit this <laughs> and just, podcast and just put it out. It's our Power Rangers review. And just like, I, and I really thought Min mm. was good at. <laughs> Magic. Oh, shit. Wait. <laughs> I mean, Power Rangers fighting. Um, um, yeah. So, yeah I, Simon, sorry. I, I was going to say I loved Simon's character. I loved the, the the they did so many nods to the actual games. Like I, I myself, again, like I say, I, I'm very fairly new to Dungeons and Dragons, but looking into the to what they did and how they made it with love, uh, they did draw a lot from the actual books and, and and old guides and stuff like that and the character that's playing it's supposed to be his grandfather simon's grandfather is an actual old wizard old sorcerer from the like the i think from like 1993 editions of the the guidebooks or the handbooks and it's just cool to see them put that much love into it but also he had some of the funniest moments like he had some of the best lines all the way to the end where i'm thinking when they're <laughs> when they're uh finally finished their their big plan and chris pine just goes i had no idea that was gonna work and then all he does is stare at him blankly and go you assured us it would <laughs> like, he's, just, he's so mad that he keeps one over it like just yeah. keeps lying to him and his confidence and and that's also what a bard is supposed to do bardic inspiration is actually a thing that bards can do and if they 
and they give words of encouragement or words of inspiration to a character before their turn, that person then has a boost on whatever action they take. So they actually can do better. So it's, it's funny to see Chris Pine's character, you know, have that meltdown, that breakdown where he, um, is basically trying to instill some some confidence in all of his teammates, and uh, and that ends up being exactly what a bard does in the game. So that's pretty awesome. That is very phenomenal, and I love too because Emmy has said it plenty of times. Cocaine Bear is better this mo- better than this movie, <laughs> but like I love though that she still enjoyed this movie, and for the fact that they have all these, it's it's to me what Marvel Studios does really well too. Where here's all these here's all these winks and these nods and these like hey tales to astonish the very first Ant Man, you know like these weird little little nuggets and these little Easter eggs for those diehards, but it doesn't mm-hmm. trump the story. It does not mean you you gotta watch this to understand this. It's like mm-hmm. hey for those who know you know, and for those you don't, here's a good story anyway, and like. I I appreciate that. I think that's really really well done. I think it's it's just a good wink to the the hardcore audience and the general audience still gets a great movie out of it. Um I'm just loving that you're telling all these things because I didn't catch any of that. And especially no, huh? the, from the 93 guys, what? Are you kidding me? Had no idea that. I mean, he seemed just like another actor. I had I would have never guessed he wasn't just a good actor. <laughs> so, uh, Yeah, and I and I don't know that knowledge without the help of the internet today oh, because I'm doing notes for the the movie. I was like, "Oh, damn, I should know this by now. I've been playing for a year." Emmy almost Aww, got emotional. I love that you do know. Yeah, I <laughs> think we just got emotional <laughs> when you said that. So, that is I don't know. I think that's really remarkable. Um, one of my other favorite parts was the old plum dragon. Yes, when they were with uh, oh, what's his face? Hot, fine, fucking finest hell. Zinc, zinc, yeah, or zinc, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, the fat dragon blend together. His name. You want to call him by his name? Yeah, his real name in the guidebooks <laughs> is Thembershoud. Thim- no, that's is, no, no he, it's Stanley. I'm sorry. Uh, that's Stanley, Stanley the dragon. Th- <laughs> I'm sorry. Hold on, hold on. I know his name is Stanley. I mean, I'm not trying to discredit that, but I just want to make sure I understood what Keith said. Thundershroud? Them Thembershoud. Thembershoud yeah, is a, is a dragon that he can he can he actually can control minions to do his bidding and he can he has all those those uh little statues of like dwarven people dwarves that are that would bring him goods to eat and like food to eat so he just got to sit back and get fed and that's why he's a little rotund but that's Fucking that's the history icon. of Thembershoud. <laughs> He gets to roll around like Stanley a Stanley is an icon. <laughs> it's, his name's not Stanley, Emmy. <laughs> fucking gold. What Stanley? is Stanley? What are you talking about? Stanley. Yes, King. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, I just, I can't with the, with the made up names. I just can't. So uh, I'm going with Stanley. Okay. Well, okay. So I, I do want to talk about also. Uh, and also, I feel like he reminded me of Stanley from The Office. <gasps> I think that's where I got Stanley from. Did I stutter? God, I love The Office. I I need to watch that series again. I just I would watch it so much. I never thought I left The Office. Like all the sounds and the noises from the show. Like I felt like I just literally never left 
my work, so I had to stop for my yeah, own sanity. Fair, fair. Oh, um, yeah. So uh, another character uh, we touched a little bit on, but Doric, uh, Sophia Lillis's character, who is an absolute badass, uh, mm-hmm. trying to protect her home, but the fact that she... I'm not going to lie. I love the CG. Maybe I'm crazy. Maybe I'm just completely looking over it. Maybe I'm just jaded by great storytelling. So CG looks good. But when she goes down into like a a rat or she also is able to Mm -hmm. be a fucking owlbear. What the fuck is that? That's fucking awesome. And that's one of the movies. That's one of the movies on a, on sci-fi, like a shark to puss. Yeah. (laughs) Owlbear. Owlbear. Who done it? Yeah. Owlbear. I wonder if there was one with it. Like, wasn't there one that was like chainsaw bear? No, no, I'm thinking of cocaine bear. <laughs> yeah, I knew, I knew where you were going with it, Amy. I knew it. Um, anyway, uh, I, I loved her character. I thought she was just really confident, assured, and just knew what the fuck, and just a badass. I really did. I really, really enjoyed it. Uh, yeah, I think she started out really, really, really strong. I think they could have fleshed out her character a little bit more. She felt like she kind of took yep. a little side step from the main uh, main story for a good bit and, and for good or bad. But when you have four characters, sometimes one does take, I do think she suffered more story wise, but mm-hmm. I do think for badass punch, punch fuck in like able to sneak around <laughs> and use her skills to be a fuck. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm Did you say Mick punch fuck. Uh, anyway, <laughs> uh, anyway, um, but I really think that it was, uh, yeah, maybe her story. And maybe this is a second movie. Second movie, please. I yeah. don't know. Because I would like to see more of her story told. Um, but for skill-wise, she was an absolute fucking badass. And I am very, very intrigued to see more. Yeah, And she she did come in clutch, I feel like, at the end. Very, like you said, Hulk style. Just Hulk and Loki. <laughs> did anyone else not get that same vibe? I really, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, no, oh, I did. Sure. Yeah. 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 100%. Uh, so she I'm, she came in yeah her her one shot that they did where they had her tra- transform into like fifteen different things was really cool mm-hmm. um the yeah and her character did seem a little under underutilized overall just just not so much her for her abilities they used it, used it very well but um yeah her character arc didn't have quite the same thing as say Simon or or Holga it started so uh, strong too yeah. about her like kind of outcasted and everything i was like oh i want to know more yeah. about her and i felt like i didn't get those answers as much same. as i would like so what did what did girl say when she first realized that she was a fly on the wall Ooh, she said something like there's a there's a other Skinner here or something. The uh, Leonard. Yeah, they, they, was, they, yeah, yeah, whatever. Leonard. There's a Leonard Skinner here. Yeah, yeah exactly. There's Leonard Skinner is here. And then she said, "Play <laughs> Freebird, like a bird." <laughs> <laughs> but Sophina, she that just, gave her away. Sophina straight up called her out as soon as she hears this little fly going. And she's yeah. like, oh, motherfucker, there's a fly playing. playing. <laughs> Leonard Skinner. Yeah. Leonard Skinner. What the fuck is this shit? Uh, that always gives you away. If you're ever trying to hide in a yeah. movie and you're trying to be like secretive and everything, playing Leonard Skinner really loud. Yeah. Going to get you. Stick, Don't do yeah. it. Stick to the pet shop, boys. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyway. <laughs> so, yeah. No, but I do remember that moment. She's like, what is that odious stench? 
<laughs> teenager and that's Leonard Skinner yeah no that I don't that know. is a stench let me tell you <laughs> no. I saw them, my mom brought me to a Leonard Skinner concert when I was in middle school and that was the first time I smelled weed the first time I tasted <laughs> beer and the first time that I saw somebody flash somebody else for beads let me tell you there was wow. a stench there was a stench in the air it was a it was a great concert though. I had a fantastic time. Pam, <laughs> Pam, you rock. Also, Freebird. <laughs> Good deal. Good deal. Um, so, any point of bringing that up, Amy, or did, did you want to segue from there? Because you were like, "What did Sophina say?" Oh, I, it, just the way she said it sounded racist. <laughs> <laughs> it just sounded really fucking rude yeah i agree i think everything so i'll be honest with you the the worst character is sophina by far in this entire movie she's generic villain a but i will say being accompanied by hugh grant and how slimy Mm. and disgusting he is as kind of that supplement with sophina i think it's actually i think the the duo combo of that villain villainous activity is good. Yeah. I, I think it works. But one without the other, like because either Hugh Grant's gonna be underpowered and what the hell is he really doing, or mm-hmm. you're gonna have Sophina overpowered generic. So together I thought they I thought they were a good combo. I just thought one yeah. without the other would not have landed. So uh overall, good. I liked it for different and it, it made for good comedy too. Like when she like he's like, the tea is just too hot or whatever, and then she cools it down with her finger and he's like well, yes. I didn't know you were going to put your finger in that. I, 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 I'm going to save it for later. <laughs> I forgot about that scene. Yes, a hundred percent, and it works. And he's just such a, like, oh, okay, well, fuck. <laughs> You're just going to put your fucking finger. Okay, cool. And he's in, he's like a, he's cowering with her. Like he has no idea how powerful she is, but he knows that he can't match her. Right. So he just kind of like keeps her at arm's length, but also like as he's leaving or whatever, and he's like, I don't know if our relationship was as fruitful for you as it was for me but I'd like to hope so. And she kind of like <laughs> stares him down like, get out of there. What are you doing? <laughs> it's so good. Together, it works. And that's that's why, I don't know, I liked them together. Yeah. I, I completely agree with that, but it hurt my heart to see Hugh Grant as the bad guy. Oh. And I don't know why. He's getting good at it. He's yeah. done it like a few times now. I was going to say, he does doing, it like, really well. arc. Yeah. Yeah. He did it in the what? the 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 movie. Uh, I think it's called The Gentleman. With uh, it's like a Guy Ritchie movie with uh, Colin Farrell and Matthew McConaughey and um, Charlie Hunnam. And Hugh Grant plays this slimy uh, journalist character who keeps <gasps> like trying to figure out what everybody's up to before the, and then like blackmailing them all. And he's very good at it. Yeah, your heart is you're, you're Hugh Grant. Your yeah, heart. You're Hugh Grant. Yeah, Mickey Blue Eyes. I mean, I'm I'm not gonna lie. I I would still I would still, even though he's much older. Emmy. <laughs> well, but. he's with Benoit Blanc now, so. Huh. <laughs> Benoit Benoit Blanc. Well, that's he's, a, he's with Benoit Blanc. Is a from guy from the Knives Glass Out Onion. and the Glass Onion. Yeah, that's correct. Oh. I don't remember. I don't. You Grant I don't understand the reference. Boyfriend. <laughs> He answers the door and it, it's revealed that Benoit oh, is yeah. gay and that's his yeah. boyfriend. Yeah, okay, yeah, okay. <laughs> so, okay. He's still okay. in the buff. 
Yes. No. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I would. I would. I would still. <laughs> if they'll have me, yeah, I would still. If they'll have oh. me, that's very respectful, Amy. Uh, <laughs> if, I, if, if you'll allow me. <laughs> yeah. I would get in that bath. Wait, no, I would be getting in the bath with Daniel Craig. Listen, I would also do that. Wow, Amy, <laughs> this is a whole podcast about who yep. you, you would if they'd yep. allow you. Yeah, yeah, smash or pass. <laughs> You've been we smash, can play smash, 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 smash. Wait, 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 wait. Smash. Cocaine bear. <laughs> she, she's a she. I never, I never said he or she. I just said cocaine bear. Yeah, she's a she. Okay. You're not answering my question. Smash or pass? Do I get cocaine? <laughs> <laughs> no, you get oh, just bear. Just, yeah. <laughs> Listen, I'm gonna cocaine's pass. been done by the bear. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna pass because I I would die. <laughs> bear. Fair. That's, that's um, a fair assessment. I mean, good job. I mean, honestly, the fact that you took that long, to, cocaine or bear, the fact that you took that long to think about it, though, still pretty questionable. <laughs> pause. <laughs> I'm not editing out that pause. I'm leaving that in there. <laughs> You're leaving it. Um, no. Okay. So John Smash Trivia John yeah. brought up a good point on. Uh, something on discord uh-huh. that i read and then i watched this movie after he brought up that point and there were a couple points that i was like that would have been a great idea what that they should have panned two people actually playing D. oh were- yeah he, wasn't he talking about how it's like he wanted it to be like the lego movie that exactly like, yes yeah i yeah. like how it just like completely takes you out of it for a second and it's just really funny that it's just people like rolling dice like will they make it across the bridge who knows oh <laughs> i rolled a 20 they did yay i thought like, okay i like that idea don't get me wrong but we've seen it now with the lego movie we've seen it with jumanji where they're like oh I'm, it's really these characters that are in mm. the video game is not really us you know yeah we kind of mm. you know like i, I think it would have made for a very different movie i think it's, I, I think it's a concept for a different movie than correct this one, sure. i okay. like it okay. I like the concept. I just, I was actually thinking the whole time they're going to pan out. They're going to pan out and it's going to show these people. And they, they didn't. And I actually preferred that choice because it made me connect to the real emotion of these characters. It's not like two dudes in a basement playing D&D. It's really, I'm seeing Holga. I'm really seeing, you know, where you can make a good, the story is the movie. It doesn't have to be, hey, wink, wink. This is actually Dungeons and Dragons, the, the board game that everyone makes fun of. And I, Okay, and I guess I would compartmentalize it that the like Jumanji in my in my opinion, mm-hmm. Jumanji was actually happening to those people yeah, inside that that's, video. Game. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. And it's also happening on the outside. Mm-hmm. The Lego movie was happening inside the Lego world mm-hmm. in on the outside. And so it just it I don't I can I can see what you're saying. I completely know. see what you're saying. But with that with that thought implanted in my brain. Thank you, Smash Trivia John. Going into the movie, there were a couple times that I was like, it would be really fucking funny if they like panned out and it was like Bradley Cooper and just like a whole bunch of random ass people playing Dungeons and Dragons. That's fair. Or like, that's fair. I mean, honestly, even if it was like the cast of Mario playing Dungeons and Dragons or like if they had like just like a certain group of people where you were like, or like, their or their actual, or, or their actual character, like Chris Pine. And like all those people are actually sitting around playing dungeons and dragons, but they're actually in their, 
you know, suits and like, the, it's them. But that's but like made out of right. cardboard. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like stuff like that. Yeah. Or they're just friends sitting around. They're really close. They've been playing yeah. D&D for years or new ones have joined their guild, you know, stuff like mm -hmm. that. Like it could be the, uh, that would work for me, too. You know, yeah. so but I, I do I do see your point about the story and how it, it didn't detract. Like yeah. I do. I get I get both sides, but I think going into it first thinking that. Yeah, that's and having that in my brain. It was like there were a couple points where I was just like, that would be a perfectly placed that's, like, little, that's fair. like roll of the dice. Like, did they make it? Yeah. Oh, they did. Yeah, that is fair. Yeah. they. It's funny because they it brings up like an, another concept to the movie, another layer to it. That's like, oh, they're all puppeteered in a way that, OK, these are like gods rolling the dice. And now that that has happened, this is. The choice there, and there are a lot of choices and improvisations in Dungeons and Dragons when you're playing. So not everything is done with the dice uh, alone. But um, also, it's like, uh, oh, damn it, I was trying to think of another movie that that did something similar. Oh no, Stranger Things. The way that Stranger Things uses D and D in a lot of their, oh. like especially in the most recent season, they do D and D, and then things of that kind of play. They do it in the first season a lot too. Actually, they're like mm -hmm. setting up foreshadowing by seeing what the kids you know, what actually happens the first night that they're playing it in yeah. season one. So th there is that kind of parallel. And I think that would work in a total, in a, in a different movie if they were going to be covering it. Cause you'd then have to explore the lives of, okay, does this resolution for this character in the game work out to also be a resolution for the character, for the character playing that role outside of the game. Yeah. So it's like, it it'd be introducing a lot more people. And my, my favorite thing about, um, about, the fact that we didn't have too many characters at the end to learn and, and get attached to is that we only had four really. And I, uh, so adding a whole bunch more would be, I don't know. It'd be tricky. It would be, especially like four who also are controlled by four others. There you're literally doubling yeah. it right there. Exactly to your point. And one more point too. I hope for this, the next movie, if we are blessed with one, I hope we don't, go beyond that just because well now we have to make it bigger we have to go i want to see more of these four i i want to see more and explore it yeah maybe introduce one or two more who knows i don't know mm -hmm. but like there's still so much unsaid about a lot of these and where they come from uh, who they, where they come from and what their past is and i i don't know i stick to these four you got a great winning formula here and kind of build yeah. upon that relationship for the second movie um that's my hope at least don't 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 over overkill it so, yeah. Um, well, guys, I can I have a final thought and a final question. Final thought and final question, Emmy. All right, my final question is for Keith, and I mm. don't know if you're going to have an answer for this, but how many different types of characters are there in Dungeons oh and Dragons? Um, is it like like ballpark? Like, well, there's more like, than twenty. There, there's both there's both categories by races and classes. So there you could be like a barbarian, but also your background could be half elf or, or, or gnome or, or, you know, there's lots of different versions of everybody. So a lot of combinations, there's a lot of combinations. And well, then there's all these new ones that they probably added over the last 30 years of like, you know, they like a, a Gith Yankee or a, t a Tabaxi that, and okay, these characters right. are like nope, cat nope. people and like dragonborn and like all these different versions. Amy's of, out. Yeah. Half animal, half person. <laughs> Amy's like, so. fuck that. So like more than a hundred. But they featured a lot of them in this movie, even, even in small moments like Zenk, uh, 
saves a baby tabaxi from a giant fish just to make him look like this savior type character this perfect mm-hmm. man mm-hmm. and he gives it back to the tabaxi father and it's like oh damn that like that that my my wife's character when we play is a cat person so we saw a tabaxi okay. in the movie and we're like immediately like oh shit they ticked another box like even just in small cameos it was really cool that's awesome that is really really that awesome. is really cool i didn't i guess i didn't I don't understand how big the world of D&D is because I was just like, oh, yeah. So there's like, I guess I assumed bard, wizard. I thought fairy was a thing. Is that? I believe. Yeah, I think they might call them fae, but they yeah, they are definitely a thing. Okay. They're fairies. There's there's uh, werewolves. There's there's a billion different. Fuck. Yeah, there's a lot of different stuff. And and it all might depend on the type of D&D that the dungeon master likes to play and he might omit a lot of these characters like it really depends on the person's uh style yeah okay dungeon mastering awesome a a lot more uh variables than i realized i think great question (laughs) Nimi. what was uh what was your final thought um i don't think i've ever thought chris pine was attractive before but now i do my god emmy how come that riz I didn't think he was attractive in Star Trek. I didn't think he was attractive in in uh, uh, Wonder Woman. And here I am. I just I didn't get it. And let me say, it's about damn time. Okay. Well. All right. Well. Uh. Th- if you've watched this movie, Amy preferred Cocaine Bear, but she was attracted to <laughs> everyone she saw in this movie. So. Um. Yeah. Even even uh, the guy, uh, Simon. Hey, that's a real name. And I remembered it because it's actual English. Um, he was from uh Jurassic World. No, and Jurassic Detective World. Detective Pikachu. Two and Detective, Detective Pikachu. Pikachu. He was great yeah. in Detective Pikachu. Loved it. Yeah. I really <laughs> Completely do. Agreed. I do love that movie, by the way. <laughs> so Yeah, it is good. Yeah. All right. I, I fell asleep in the middle of it, never finished it. Oh, Sorry. God, okay. Well, <laughs> Guys, that is our Dungeons and Dragons Honor of Thieves review. We hope you appreciated this podcast. If you like the show, consider giving a five-star rating on your podcast platform of choice. Spotify, Apple Podcast really, really goes a long way with helping out the show. Also, if you want to continue the show and make it alive and thriving, patreon.com forward slash Avengers Podcast. Uh, yeah, one, three, and five dollar tiers. One gets you a shout out. Three gets you a shout out in Discord. And five get you both of those things plus bonus extended copies of our podcast and a bonus episode not found anywhere else april 27th we are not releasing a show on main podcast platforms but we will be releasing avengers growing up clinton and emmy and i we all return to record that so it should be a lot of fun we're reviewing old 90s cartoons and tv shows we used to watch as children and scene by scene breaking them down and see if they still held up so that is this month's patreon exclusive for five dollars uh should be a lot of fun and plus we have 20 plus movie reviews in our back pocket lord of the rings the entire trilogy amazing spider-man 1 and 2 deadpool 2 mighty Morphin power rangers the movie so many different nerdy stuff on our patreon that you get immediately Immediate access to for five dollars, uh, you get fifty plus hours of bonus content. So uh, yeah, check it out. Um, also, AvengersPodcast dot Excuse me, uh, forward slash shop. If you want a t shirt or a hoodie or a hat, check it out. AvengersPodcast dot com forward slash shop or just AvengersPodcast dot com and learn a little bit more about us. That's all our plugs. Thank you so much for tuning in, Keith. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, where can they find you, sir? 
Oh, you can find me on the internet. Uh, no, <laughs> search Keith in I've Google. Got... <laughs> Go to Google and just type in Keith, and the first one that shows up, that's him. That is a hundred. <laughs> you can find me on Twitter and YouTube as Film Critter, um, and you can find me on uh, Instagram as Keith Zonders with a Z. And uh, yeah, and my my YouTube, or Z, yeah. if you're Canadian, it but, sounds um, weird when you say it with a Z. Instead I can of hear how Zed. forced he sounds when he's like Z, <laughs> yeah. like I with can, a Z. It hurts, it hurts a <laughs> you can tell he's like, oh. and you can see my my series that I tried to start a year ago and I'm now bringing back five push-ups per laugh is returning to YouTube. I'm going to get into shape, god damn it, because it's almost bikini season up here. Hell yeah, it only lasts for one month, so <laughs> yeah, it's okay. Fucking- <laughs> fucking fantastic give it give it a watch and also do the push-ups with him you'll feel it <laughs> yeah i haven't i haven't yet but <laughs> I, i'm sure i would if, sure someone else when will i feel watch it. you if, yeah. if he's like speaking from experience of no experience you will feel it uh yeah. <laughs> all right guys we're Appreciate heading it. we're heading on out of here keith thank you so much for joining us man you're an absolute delight emmy love it fuck off as always um uh <laughs> <laughs> guys we're heading on out thank you for joining us keith Ibby. any final words before we call it an evening chris pine's got that riz study tempo